from Los Angeles, California. This is the Rider Strike Chronicles podcast, and I'm Tanya Barnes. Hey there, everybody. Today is Sunday, December 16th, 2007, day 41 of the Rider Strike. In today's episode, I speak with writer Claudia Lano at the picket lines in front of Paramount Studios. Now, as I go to the final mixdown of this recording, I took a quick peek at the go-to blog in the industry known as Deadline Hollywood Daily that's owned and written by journalist coom blogger Nikki Fink. Nikki has an impressive background in hard journalism, and she is the go-to girl for whatever is happening in Hollywood. This afternoon, she had quite a flurry of postings that included up-to-the-minute updates on a proposed interim agreement between David Letterman and CBS that would bring the show back on the air in January. In another blog posting, Nikki reports that the WGA has told its members they could work out separate negotiations with the AMPTP. Now, to get the latest, be sure to log on to DeadlineHollywoodDaily.com. Okay, now back to today's episode. I first met Claudia Lano at the Fremantle rally over a week ago, and then we met up again at the close of the Star Trek picketing event earlier this week. At the time of this recording, the strike has been going on for over a month now, and it doesn't seem like it will be resolved anytime soon, surely at least not by the end of the year. So I wanted to know how Claudia was coping with the challenges of being on strike, and what we're about to hear is her take. Let's listen. Picket lines with Claudia Lano. Claudia, tell me a little bit about yourself. Why are you here today? What's your story? Well, I'm here today because my guild is on strike and I support the guild. And we are striking for fair compensation in new media. And I've actually covered the new media stuff. About yes. It. So, how's it like? What we're in our sixth week about the strike. How's it been for you? How are you managing your creativity? The first couple of weeks, it was just so exhausting to strike mm-hmm. that I would just come home and just feel totally burnt out. Yeah. And then I realized that if I don't stay creative during this, I'm just going to get really depressed and. You know, when I first started out in my career, I had a real job, and I had to write at night, you know, as long as I could stand it. Curious, what was your real job? Was it a corporate job? uh, No. Uh, You know, I did a lot of things. I was a waitress, but when I really started writing, I was an assistant for a writer, and and I had a baby, and I'd come home at the end of the day, and I'd take care of my baby, and after she went to sleep, I would write. So I thought to myself, if I could write then, I can write now. So I've been writing when I can. You get out the end of the day off the picket lines. Uh, yeah, I usually try to get it in in the morning because it's. I think it's it's easier to get things done if you do it first thing in the day. And even if it's just for a little while, it's better than not writing at all. Writing a little is better than not writing at all. What have you written for in the past? Like maybe you've seen. Um, well, I've written for television. I created a show that was on Showtime for three years called Root Awakening. And I worked on Less Than Perfect and The War at Home. And I had another show called Good Girls Don't. And um, before the strike, I was on a new show that's going to start in January called Cashmere Mafia. Can you talk about Cashmere Mafia? Sure. Cashmere Mafia is an hour-long dramedy on ABC that stars Lucy Liu, Miranda Otto, Bonnie Somerville, Frances O'Connor, 
about four successful, ambitious women in New York. <laughs> is it actually going to air? Yes, it's 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 got the commercials are on already, okay. and it's going to come on in January. Okay. Do you have any advice to other writers who maybe? I don't know, overwhelmed by, you know, the drudgery of striking and the fears and the stuff that comes up? Well, I think it's really important that we take it one day at a time. You know, um, people were already going, oh, my God, this is going to be a year on the first day. And I was going, it's the first day. I mean, we've, can we not make this worse than it is? And even though we're coming up on the holidays, um, you know, in, a, in the creative life, there's a lot there are periods when you'd be out of work anyway so at least now you have an excuse you're on strike you're not unemployed you're on strike and we have to keep writing and keep creative no matter what the circumstances are that's our job and that's it's just really important to to not lose to not lose that because it's easy to get disheartened and dispirited how are you managing through the holidays? Well, I am lucky that I don't have a high standard of living. <laughs> so, you know, I don't have a big nut and I have money saved. So I, I'm a little bit more fortunate than other people that I, I had been working consistently. So I have some money saved. And, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to you know, use, use as much of this as I can as an opportunity to meet new people and to work on projects that I didn't have time to work on before because I was so busy. Yeah, I'm trying to look at this as an opportunity too and I think I think what's really amazing about being on the picket lines is the exchange of information and ideas and creativity. So yes. that's a positive thing that's come out of this for me personally. Yeah, I've met a lot of people. Um, you know, uh, I'm a television writer and you normally don't get to meet screenwriters. They don't get to meet anybody because they work alone and um, the TV people all know each other. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to see your friends, even if it's this terrible situation. So I, I've enjoyed that. I have enjoyed meeting new people. And it'd be even way more enjoyable if we could wrap this up and everybody get a fair deal. That would be the best thing that could happen. Any parting shots? Well, I think that, you know, a lot of people like to put Hollywood down, but we're one of the last things that are made in America that can only be made in America. And the face of pop culture is what the world sees, and it makes everybody wants to come here. And you can't export American culture. It can only be made here, and it's a really important industry. We need to protect it. Great points. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to the Writer's Strike Chronicles podcast. For more information, visit our blog at wgastrike2007.blogspot.com.